Hello. Welcome to my secret obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and I invite you to indulge in your secret obsession by joining me as I read thriller and spicy romance that will get your heart pounding with chills and thrills. So, relax, and let's take a journey together. Chapter 40 Hazim wanted to run his hands over his face and rub his dry eyes, but his hands were still handcuffed to the middle of the table, limiting his range of motion. His head lolled, so he rolled his head and then looked up at the ceiling and back down at the table. Every joint and muscle in his body screamed for relief. He'd long lost the ability to track time. The interrogation room was windowless and without a clock, so he had no clue what time it was. He assumed it was morning, but as time ticked on and suit didn't reappear, his mind started to wander. Where had the old man gone? Who was the geek that interrupted them? Why weren't they trying to talk to him? He craned his head and confirmed that Wooly still stood behind him. The man was so quiet that he'd almost forgotten that the hairy man-beast was still there. How could he stand there so quietly for so long? Hazim knew he'd lose his mind if he had to stand in one place without doing anything. His brain would shrivel and atrophy from lack of use. He figured it was safe to assume that Wooly was as stupid as he looked. Perhaps even more stupid than he looked. The door to the interrogation room cracked open and a guard stuck his head in. His eyes cut through Hazim and then darted to Wooly's. You're needed, was all the guard said. Wooly peered down at Hazim as he made his way to the door. With a final sneer, he left the room and closed the door behind him. Was this some type of new torture technique? Leave him unattended so his mind would dream up what they had planned next for him? What horrors would await him when they returned? Hazim sat alone in the room. Never before had silence been so terrifying. He didn't even have the soft sound of a clock ticking to comfort him. Thankfully, they'd stopped the pounding music and other noises when Suit and Wooly had shown up. He didn't want the deafening sounds again, but he did want some sound. Anything to prove Chapter that life 41. still existed for him. Asam used his badge to he listen the for the sound of airplanes trains. He, he strained to hear voices in the hallway. Of his trip to the facility. The silence was all but he'd that set up an him. excuse to be there. Finally, the building house records that couldn't be stored. He set his head down on the table and shut his eyes. Or instead, archived sleep form overwhelmed him. He'd worked on several of the cases that were stored in the archives, so he'd created a reason to look over some of the archived information. No one would question his visit to the building. He'd made small talk as he cut through the building towards the interrogation rooms, rounding a corner. He was thankful that guards were not stationed outside the interrogation room. That made his life so much easier. He walked to the room, glanced down both sides of the corridor, and eased open the door. A persistent tapping on his hands woke Hazim. He lifted his head and cracked his eyes. His heart rate skyrocketed when he recognized the man who awoke him. Captain Assam Tamir. What do you want? Hazim asked, straightening in the chair. He craned his head to ensure that Wooly hadn't snuck in to watch him from behind. Had Assam figured out a way to smuggle him out? Assam slid into the chair across from Hazim and placed his hands on the table in a dome shape. He leaned forward to whisper. I have something for you. Moving one hand from atop the other, he slid a white pill across the table. Hazim hid the pill under his fingertips and glanced at the mirror that loomed large in his sight. He knew someone had to be there. We're not alone, he whispered, 
doing his best to keep his lips from moving and revealing what he said. He dragged his eyes to the mirror as a clue to Assam. Assam took a deep breath and slowly exhaled to settle his nerves. I checked. No one's in there. He needed to hurry and get out of there before someone returned. He may have an excuse for being in the building, but he didn't have an excuse for being in the interrogation room. Hazim fiddled with the pill. What is it? Assam gave a subtle nod towards the hidden pill. Freedom. The words elevated Hazim's spirits. How? Take it. You'll have a seizure. Hazim's green eyes filled with concern. Don't worry, it's perfectly safe. We use it all the time in the field, Assam soothed. Once you're in the hospital, I'll smuggle you out. Hazim's eyes narrowed. Even if he made it to the hospital, he'd still be under guard. He didn't see a scenario that would leave him unguarded. Yet, here he was, unguarded. That didn't sit right in his gut. At first, he figured it was some sort of technique to scare him. But now, as he looked Assam in the eyes, he started putting pieces together. The computer nerd. Suit disappearing. And then Wooly making an exit. They'd laid a trap. And Assam had walked right into it. Hazim fingered the little white pill and took in a deep breath. The bastard had shown up to kill him. Fucking kill him with a cyanide pill or some other shit. Are you still safe? Hazim asked clearly. If they were listening, he wanted them to hear Assam's confession. Do they know your part in all of this? Assam brought a finger to his lips to signal a hush. No. If they were onto him, his badge would never have worked, and they'd have arrested him at the door. I'm good. Take the pill. He ordered as he jutted his chin towards Hazim. He was running out of time. If Hazim didn't willingly take the pill, he'd shove it down the bastard's throat and disappear. Hazim sneered and set his finger beside the pill and then flicked. The pill slid across the table and disappeared onto the floor. Hey! Assam stood and stepped towards the pill to retrieve it. You're so stupid, Hazim seethed. I gave you too much credit. Shook his head with disgust. You're just a dumb fuck who got promoted because of your language skills and common knowledge of a region. You're nothing but a translator to them. He laughed. Assam knelt and gripped the pill in his fingertips. As he stood... Anger welled in his chest and his sight narrowed on Hazim until all that was left in the room with him was Hazim's face. He'd make sure the arrogant bastard choked on his fist as he shoved the pill down his throat. Then he'd enjoy watching Hazim die. Would it be entertaining with gasps and grimaces as veins in his brain burst? Or would he just collapse onto the table? Assam hoped it would be entertaining. You're busted, Hazim snorted. He looked around the room for some sort of camera or recording device. There was probably something in the smoke detector. They set you up, and you walked right into it. He laughed. A real belly laugh that shook his wounded shoulders, but he didn't care. Assam stalked to Hazim and wrapped his arm around Hazim's head. He gripped his chin in one hand and forced his mouth open. Hazim couldn't defend himself with his hands still handcuffed to the table, but he grunted and twisted trying to free himself from Assam's grip. The doors burst open and guards filed into the room with weapons drawn. Hands up, barked Wooly with his gun trained on Assam. Assam still gripped Hazim's chin in his hands. The guards stalked closer. He was trapped. There was no escape. 
they'd discovered his treason. He'd passed along secrets to his friends in the Middle East and saved several training camps of recruits from destruction by alerting them to an impending attack. Let him go, Wooly ordered. It's over. The rage he felt towards Assam nearly consumed him. Betrayal was the worst kind of sin. It destroyed faith and left a gaping hole that would quickly fill with doubt. Captain Assam Tomir's betrayal would rock the community of brave men and women who dedicated their lives to national defense. Assam sneered, and in a fluid, quick motion, he snapped Hazim's neck. Dropping Hazim's head, it hung limply. The guards rushed him, but before they got their hands on him, he shoved the pill into his mouth and swallowed. He wouldn't waste his life rotting in a secret prison. Assam's body hit the floor and shook. His legs and arms flailed, jerking uncontrollably. Loud, eerie groans escaped from his quaking body. But then, as quickly as the shaking started, it stopped. Wooly knelt over Assam's body and felt for a pulse in his neck. He looked up at the other guards in the room and then made eye contact with Dr. Quinn, who stood silent in the doorway. Wooly shook his head to signal the man's death. Dr. Quinn was disappointed. He'd wanted both men alive, especially Captain Assam Tomir. He hadn't counted on the man killing himself. He'd falsely believed that Assam wouldn't have the time to carry it out. Now, he'd have to trust men like Brian to sift through Assam Tomir's digital history to discover his partners and potential threats. Chapter 42 Jack stood with his eyes locked on the computer screen that showed the live feed inside Hazim's interrogation room. When both men were confirmed dead, Jack suddenly felt overdressed. The other men from Savage Security were dressed for trouble, like him, but instead of being in on the action, they stood with their arms crossed over their chests and weapons holstered. They hadn't earned the satisfied looks on their faces. They hadn't even been allowed to pull their weapons, and he didn't like that. He didn't love being shot at. No, no one did. But to see this nightmare resolved without breaking a sweat felt anticlimactic. He couldn't deny that there was part of him that wanted to be in on the action that crumpled the terrorist cell that was gunning for them. That desire was in his nature. When they'd arrived on site, they'd been quickly informed that they would be observing from an interrogation room that was in a different part of the building. Each man had clearly been disappointed not to have a more pivotal part to play in the takedown. But it wasn't surprising either. In all honesty, they were fortunate to even observe. Dr. Makey sighed and slowly stood. He took his time appraising the men from Savage Security. He knew they'd been entrusted with the nation's secrets for years, so he wasn't concerned about them sharing any details of what they witnessed, but he decided to say something anyway. As you know, gentlemen, everything you saw here is classified. No discussing it, not even with each other. He pointed to the computer screen. This never happened. The team nodded, and Cole thanked Dr. Mackey again for allowing them to observe. They wouldn't discuss what they observed. There was no need to. The threat was eliminated. They drove back to Savage Security and filed into the building to put away their gear. Jack wanted to see Bella, let her know that she was safe, so while the others headed to the armory, he and Mike stepped into Mike's office. Alicia shot up from the couch and wrapped her arms around Mike, burying her head in his chest. When he left, dressed in his gear, her heart raced and hadn't stopped thrumming until he strolled into the room. 
Mike breathed in Alicia's perfume as she clung to him. He stroked his hands up and down her back, feeling the tension in her muscles melt away. It's all over, he whispered, loving the feel of her in his arms. Alicia peered up at Mike. His lips were close to hers, drawing her in, like a drowning swimmer in need of resuscitation. She stepped up on her tippy toes and pressed her lips against his. Bliss washed over her as their hands roamed each other's bodies. Bella would be lying if seeing Jack in his gear didn't ratchet up her lust for him. He was an attractive man in civilian clothes, but donned in kick-ass garb sent her blood rushing through her veins, like supercharged particles speeding through the vacuum of space. Even though her heart pumped anxiously, she seemed to stop breathing and time froze as he neared her. She smiled as his arms wrapped around her waist and pulled her against him. Thankfully, there would be time for them to discover what could develop between them. Chapter 43 Christmas Day Bella checked the island once more. The utensils and napkins were in the basket. The glasses were on the counter by the refrigerator with various drinks lined up for people to choose from, and the paper plates sat on the island. She grabbed the fruit bowl from the fridge and set it on the island beside the ham and rolls. Everyone from the team mingled in Jack's family room and kitchen as they made the final preparations. Jack had decided to host a last-minute Christmas party, since everyone's plans for Christmas had fallen through with the discovery of Eric's cell gunning for them. The oven timer beeped, and Mike said, I'll get it, sliding his hands into oven mitts. He pulled out the sweet potato souffle and set it on the counter. Reaching into the drawer, he set the serving spoon beside the hot dish. Then, stepping up behind Alicia, he wrapped his hands around her waist and whispered in her ear, Merry Christmas, baby. Alicia relaxed into his embrace and clutched at his hands as he held her. Craning her head, she peeked up at him over her shoulder and smiled. She was the luckiest woman on the planet. Mike was everything to her, and she knew that he returned her feelings. She'd found the one the day she walked into Young Guns in search of protection. Cole glanced across the room and saw Mike and Alicia embrace in the kitchen. Then, looking away, he scanned the room and his gaze stopped on Jack and Bella. They stood beside the counter. Jack's hand stroked Bella's as their eyes were locked on each other. Cole had never thought of himself as the jealous type, but for the first time in a long time, he was jealous. Not in a bad way. He'd never wish sorrow on his friends, but he did want to experience the joy that radiated from his friends. He wanted to feel the warmth of his soulmate and taste her affection in her kiss. It was in that moment that he decided to toss Mike's concerns aside and go after Julia. He'd admired her from afar too long. The upcoming year would be the year of Cole and Julia. After dinner, everyone helped clean up and then settled in to watch a Christmas story. Bella loved the movie. She couldn't count the time she'd watched it, but she never grew tired of it. And now, with Jack's arm around her shoulders and feeling his warmth seep into her, she knew contentment. Jack couldn't focus on the family movie as it played out on the large screen television. Instead, his thoughts continually drifted from G-rated to X-rated. Having Bella nestled against his chest and inhaling her perfume fueled his thoughts and desires. He'd taken care of her, comforted her through her distress, and wanted to see her thrive as she dealt with the fallout of the attack. She was strong, stronger than he'd ever imagined, and he wanted to enjoy the strength of her love. And more importantly, he wanted to show her the power of his love. 
He kept thinking about the tiny box that sat under the Christmas tree. He figured she didn't have anything for him. Why would she? They were in the very beginning stages of their relationship and had just survived an all-out attack. Christmas shopping had been the very last thing on any of their minds. But he still wanted to give her something. He wanted there to be no doubt about his feelings for her. As the afternoon turned into evening and the night sky was brightened by the festive lights on houses, everyone made their way home, leaving Bella alone with Jack. She'd been happy to spend the night at his house the night before because she planned to help him prepare for the last-minute Christmas party. But now that they were alone, and the threat had been eliminated, she wasn't sure that she needed to stay, or that he would even want her to. The last thing she wanted was to overstay her welcome and annoy him. Jack read the uncertainty on her face. The tiny muscles between her eyes were tense, and her lips were pressed together. He stepped to her and brushed her cheek with his fingers. What's wrong? he asked. One side of her mouth curved up in a smile at the warmth of his words and touch. She was nervous again about nothing. Her heart beat a little faster as she formulated her words. She didn't want to sound lame, but she wasn't sure how else to ask. With a tiny shrug, she began, Did you want to take me home tonight? I know that guests and fish stink after three days. Jack snorted a laugh. He was sure that he'd never get tired of her, even if they went through some rough times. No, he replied with a headshake. Stay the night. No pressure. Let's just enjoy the evening together. He ran his hand down the length of her arm, and then his fingers locked with hers. At his touch, butterflies in Bella's stomach fluttered wildly, dispersing of her nerves and leaving contentment in their place. She enjoyed Jack's touch far more than she'd ever imagined. She'd always stayed away from his type, because of the rumors of men like him being players. She'd never wanted to just be another conquest for a womanizer to brag about. But maybe she read too many romance novels and hadn't dealt with the reality of who Jack was. He wasn't a player. Eric had been the manipulative player. She thought she was safe with Eric, but she'd been wrong. She was truly safe with Jack. Okay, Bella exhaled, happy that he didn't want her to leave. She wasn't ready to hop into bed with him, but she had fantasized about it. A lot. From his kiss and the way her body lit up at his touch, she knew the sex would be incredible. An excited thrum pulsed through her as Jack's eyes narrowed and his hands slid around her waist. He stepped closer and pulled her to him so that their chests brushed against each other. She felt helpless, like she was watching the event from the outside, yet she loved every moment of it. As his lips brushed hers and she opened her mouth to him, she decided to let the past go. She forgot her poor choices and the fact that she'd been a pawn in a monster's revenge plot. Sometimes life stank, but if those negative events resulted in a relationship with Jack, she'd be thankful for the chance to have something with a man who embodied integrity and honor. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope that you enjoyed Coveted Kiss. On Tuesday, we begin the next book in the series, Stolen Kiss is an exciting romantic thriller. A sociopath is on the hunt. Brett Silva's handsome face is plastered all over town on placards praising his success. But neither his eyes nor his friendly smile betray the dark beast that lurks within. A beast that requires sacrifices. But one mistake endangers Brett's survival. Reviewers say, Suspense, romance, it has it all, says Dottie. Another reviewer, This kept me on the edge of my seat. 
Stolen Kiss is a must-read for romantic suspense fans. From Corey. New episodes drop on Tuesdays and Fridays. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively. Or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.